All right. I want to thank you guys for jumping in to the podcast. This is the 15 Minutes of Flame podcast. I am your host, Paper Drew. have some special guests today, King Kenny123 from Wealthy Hostages, and we have also Zaya X0172 Salutes. from YouTube. Salutes, brother. <laughs> Salutes, my brothers. So let's jump right in, right? What have we been talking about? What's, what's, the, what's the world been talking about as far as the sneaker community? What has been, everybody been talking about the past couple of days, last few days? Zay, I know that you have been touching on this subject for even a little bit longer than we've talked. We've, me and Kenny have been talking about it on the podcast. I'm going to give you the floor first. As far as the unauthorized, this whole thing with Warren Lotus kind of just blew up. And then well, now we're back into the whole unauthorized thing all over again. So how, how, how have you seen this unfold and how did you see this coming? Because I, I think that you, you might have seen this coming before anybody, not specifically with Warren Lotus, but you've been speaking on the subject for a while now. Okay. Yeah, um, I, think, uh, I think the only difference between uh, and, you know, if you look back at, you know, how things have progressed throughout the years of collecting shoes and, and buying and selling and all that stuff, there's always been that that market across the water that, you know, has provided the, you know, the unauthorized sneakers, the fake sneakers, the replicas, call them what you want. Um, I think that the mindset of people was mostly, you know what I'm saying? If I can't get the authentic shoe uh, and I can't pay for it, then cool. I'll just go across the water and get the alternate version. Um, I think the difference between Warren Lotus and the, the common person is that while we're thinking of getting that one shoe that we can't obtain, I think Warren Lotus more so saw it as the ability to get his custom work done on a mass scale versus being a customizer that's making a one of one, a one of five, a one of 10. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think I've ever heard a customizer do like what more. I, I don't think I've ever heard someone do more than a hundred. Right. You know like one single customizer, you know, customizers usually focus on the one, the two. Uh, right. Warren just took his shit and just times it by a hundred. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> He went, he got the uh, the assistance of the factories across the water that, you know, make a lot of these shoes or have a lot of these molds and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he swapped a few things around and, you know, he just was off to the races. Now, before I give it back to you, I, I think Warren Lotus, when he started, he was sort of on the right track. Uh, because if you look at some of the releases, you got the Voorhees, uh, the Lowe's, then you have the Heineken, you have the Stussies, and then you have the Pigeons. And I'm only them by these names because they're they're uh, sort of dumbed down versions of these shoes you know what i'm saying like he would like to say that it's his own take on the shoe but really all it is is the colors are just lighter than the original colors like you're just really just copying the same thing but um i think he was good with the first one the vorhe because that vorhe doesn't exist as a low mm -hmm. so in my opinion he should have kept on like that. So to follow up would have been the Heineken. The Heineken should have been a high, then a Stussy high, then a pigeon high. And I think he would have been straight. Instead, he decided to damn near jump from one to the next to the next, getting closer and closer to just being someone <laughs> selling reps. You know, the Voorhe was okay. Doesn't exist. All right, cool. Great concept. Then you had the Heineken that was a little lighter minus the star at the back. All right. 
Then you got the Stussy that's really just a little lighter in color. Everything else is there. And then you have the Pigeon that's just a straight replica. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he he worked his way down when he should have been working his way up. He should have stayed with the original concept, release uh, 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 at least the alternate version of the shoe, whether it be a high or a low. And then, you know, add your, I guess, little Warren Lotus Sasson to it. That's that's true because me me and Kenny were talking about it because it's like he kind of went backwards, right? He went from how you like how you said he went from his own kind of concept with the Voorhees, yep. and then he just gradually went towards the Nike spectrum of as as he went, he got more to a, a the higher tier of a hyped release. Yeah, with obviously the pigeon being like the one that a lot of people will say open up the floodgates, and then got Jeff Staple somehow to sign off on that i i don't know why i don't know how and i don't know why but you know me and kenny talked about kind of how jeff staples just a cool dude how what is your opinion on as far as how do you see that whole thing unfolding like what would be jeff staples mindset in your opinion that would have him sign off on something like this knowing that he's in 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 partnership with nike yeah um, I don't, I don't, so at least the Jeff Staple situation, when I look at it, um, I don't think I would necessarily call it a partnership. It's more just like a collaboration. Like Nike doesn't really do a lot of partnerships. Um, they will collaborate with different people. And, you know, from my experience and what I've heard and what I've seen, Nike doesn't really cut checks like that. Like they'll cut you a check, but it's like, It's chump change, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, no offense. Like Nike and the brands, they more so would like to cat would they'd like to cover you on the back end with like free shit. So Mm -hmm. versus giving you a fucking ten thousand dollar check, they rather give you like five thousand in gear and shoes and and that type of stuff and then give you like a thousand in bread or something like that. Which cost them nothing, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It cost them nothing for the for the stuff that, you know, to to give out the stuff. So I, I when I look at it. I think it was a situation where, you know, Jeff's had a few collaborations with Nike. Cool. They've gone well. Um, I don't think he was making like any major, major money from that. Um, I think him as a brand, I think he's doing well, pretty well himself that he doesn't need to wait on a check from Nike. But I think it was a situation more so it's one of those things where let's say for me and, and I'll say my own experience at one time, somebody wanted to, uh, Somebody wanted to run a design that I had that did very well. They wanted a they wanted to run it in a uh, a flea market in Mexico, and they told me how much. But I charged them to ship them shirts. This, then, the third. So when I came up with the numbers and everything, the guy wasn't really feeling the numbers, and his counter offer was extremely low, like to the point where I wasn't making no money. I was losing money, and I told him no. And his response was simply, "Well, what are you going to do if I run it anyway?" And my answer was nothing. I can't do anything in all actuality. Like you're in Mexico, number one. Number two, you're 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 taking something from me that technically I didn't do any better because I copied from somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So you're just gonna take it. And I think that that's what Jeff Staple was seeing, at least in that particular situation. I can either get down and get a check from this dude by co-signing, or he's gonna do it any fucking way, and I'm not gonna get anything. So oh, okay. that dude was going to run it anyway. He might not have slapped the pigeon on the back, but you know, if you if you're Jeff Staple, 
shit, if you're me and I'm and you want to do business with me and I just seen that, you know, you sold out these other three shoes, uh, the last two shoes, the numbers have been all over the place as far as how many units were produced. I've heard as high as 50,000. So when you see someone that wants to possibly do business with you, they're really not going to do anything other than copy something that you already did. So it's not like you have to put in much work and you only have to co-sign it and he's going to sell out. I think it was more so about that. You know what I'm saying? And technically, I, I don't think Nike should be mad at uh, Jeff Staple. If they are, I think Nike owed Jeff Staple for them to step in and do something. <clears throat> saying like, that's something that Nike and Jeff Staple collaborated on. So if Nike wasn't going to do nothing, because up until, what, two days ago, it didn't look like Nike was going to do anything. You know, what yeah, the fuck they, is Jeff Staple supposed to do, bro? You know? Because he dropped the first two. Yeah. And he, he Jeff Staple, you're probably thinking, as Jeff Staple, you're looking like, okay, they, they sold out. Nike well, didn't I, do I, shit. I I'll haven't heard say, nothing. Yeah, I'll say this. The first one dropped last year, the Voorhees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it was like, what, like almost like a five, six month turnaround to get the shoe by the time that people right. started getting the shoe. Mm-hmm. By the time people started getting the shoe, what ends up happening is that people put it up for resale. And the resale prices were 1000 1200 and they were selling. So that mm-hmm. creates hype. You know what I mean? Especially if the shoe is $300. Mind you, as a customizer, I don't know how the hell you're doing all that custom work. And it's still $300. And I don't have to provide you a base or nothing. You're going to give me everything packaged, everything $300. So Shit, you, yeah. you, you can only do that with the help of a factory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the instance of the Voorhees, the Voorhees was by itself. Like uh, Once the resale market saw that the Voorhees could maintain its price at least high in that $1,100, $1, it almost guaranteed him success. Then when he did the Heineken, the Heineken like completely sold out in minutes. It was confirmed that a bunch of bots ate up a bunch of those pairs. He then came back a week later. Uh, oh, you know, uh, uh, I wish everybody could have my stuff. And and I remember this time, and that's the reason for the Stussy. The Stussy released because he was trying to, I guess, give back to sneakerheads that missed the Heineken. But the problem is, is that you don't control that, bro. You don't control who buys it. You don't control... You may want to try to control it, but you don't have full control, right. man. Motherfuckers is going to run them bots and take them shoes. So the Heineken, he sold the Heineken and the Stussy within a week, sold completely out. And again, he never got up there and confirmed the numbers of the shoes. So he never said one of a thousand, one of a hundred, one of ten. He just left it out there for people to run with it. And people like me ran with it. So if right. I'm hearing people saying 50,000, 40,000, like, bro, that's a lot of freaking shoes, bro. For a one-man customizer. And he says, oh, I got a team. But it's like, bro, unless you got a team of Asians, and no offense, unless you got a team of Asians in the basement, you don't got a team that is putting together those type of numbers. Not at all. Not as a customer. No. no. Kenny, Kenny, you were saying um, yesterday that as far as Jeff Staple is concerned and him being a a cool, down-to-earth person, run, run through that process where it goes pretty much through to Jeff Staple. He signs off on it and then Warren Lotus gets hit with this like cut the shit from Nike pretty much like okay now you stop. I think like when we were talking about it yesterday the the whole situation like I mean like Zay was saying but like just in general like Jeff Staple could do whatever he wants. He's not 
He's not an athlete on Nike where, like, he can't wear Adidas shoes or something like that or, or whatnot. So, like, he can actually do whatever he wants. I feel like he just co-signed it. I, I don't even, like, I don't know if he's friends with with dude or he, you know, Je- you know, Jeff Staple is naturally a, a, a streetwear designer. That was his whole thing. And then, like, you know, obviously we know the Pigeon Dunk opened up the floodgates for him and stuff like that. I, I believe that the situation going on here, like, now that, like, even Zaya broke it down even more, like, it's like Buddy just got lazy. Because had he just put a little more thought in it, we might not be having this conversation right now. If he just put a little more thought, like, I'll just go high. They can't really come clap me for that. Like, it's like, it's like being like, I'm going to do what I think, I, you know, whatever I want to do, but, like, what can you do without getting in trouble? Like, I think we, like, that's even part of YouTube. Like, how far can you go before you get, you know, in trouble or clapped on YouTube? Like, you think about that type of stuff. Uh, how much can you say, you know, so you curb stuff. Like, he didn't curb himself when he got to this point. He's just like, fuck it, I'm going to just throw it out. He could have just threw it without the bird. Like, you know, and then the fact that Jeff Staple was just like, I don't, like, for me, I didn't pay so much attention to it until after, like, not until after, but, like, when it got really, really hot. So, like, maybe a day later. But, like, the fact that Nike SB, like, unfollowed him, they said Nike unfollowed him. And I'm like, but Buddy's, like, he's, like, really cool. Like, like I told you, I've conversated with him several times, so more than one occasion. Um, he's, like, he's, like, really cool about stuff. He's, He's a laid back person, like and essentially, at least from the times that I've spoken and seen him. He didn't push me aside at SneakerCon, you know, when I came to talk to him. He like said, Hey, could you take a second and stand right here? He finished talking to yeah. people. He finished taking the photos. Then he told me he liked what I was doing. Then he proceeded with his phone, like I told you guys last night, to take my photo to post it up on his Instagram. So he's just saying, like you're saying, like I feel like he's down to earth. earth. He would have like, did it to like anybody. He just co-signed it. Like you know, hey, you know, you're doing a little project. Fuck it, you know, do your thing. I don't think he needs to be yeah. bribed. I don't think he even needed a check because honestly, um, where he's at and you know his store, um, what's the real name of his store? It's something like real. It does another name. It's not called Staple down there. There's another name for the store in the Lower East Side, but um. Like I said, buddy, he's calm. So I have not, yes, money motivates people, but I don't think money motivated his, like, his backing of this situation. And honestly speaking, like, how's this? I'm sure he didn't really see it being that big of an issue. You guys let the nigga rock with the other two things. Like, so shit, you know, like, yeah. He's seen as just, just give the blessing because the guy's probably going to yeah. talk shit anyways. Like that's that's exactly where we're at. He just probably let him rock because he's gonna do it either way. So so Zaya, if you're Nike at this point now, right? You see he drops the first two, maybe you let it slide, right? And now you see this third one comes out. At what what pisses you off as if you're Nike from a business perspective, brand perspective? What pisses you off more that? Jeff Staple signs off and co-signs this and actually puts it on his Instagram or the fact that this guy is selling something that you sell for a hundred dollars. He's selling it for $300 and 
in unlimited quantities and is capitalizing on past designs or works of yours. Maybe it's something different. What What is your perspective on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think for me, uh, it would have been more so. Uh, I probably would have been mad at the amount of units that he's moving versus Jeff Staple. Like ah, Jeff Staple co-signing it. You know, uh, again, if I'm Nike, I can't really be too mad at Jeff. Like, you know, what the fuck was Jeff supposed to do? Like, ignore it. Like, especially if he's not, if Nike's not in contact with Jeff, with Jeff Staples saying, hey, listen, we're already working on this, bro. We see what is going on. We just want to let you know that we're handling it. Cool. I don't think Jeff Staple would have went and co-signed it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. If I'm Nike, I'm more so mad at the amount of units that this guy is moving or allegedly moving again he never confirmed numbers on any of the shoes you know what i'm saying I, and and i think he i don't I, number one i don't think that he confirmed any of the numbers on the shoes and then he almost did like a backward boasting that he was canceling orders and i think he posted one time that it was like in the in the thousands not like one two thousand like like 16 17 type thousand and he was all oh, canceling this order canceling that order i'm i'm going against the bot so it's just like bruh if if automatically you saying that, that means that you could at least do 16,000 and that's already too much. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like as yeah. a company of Nike, like, you know, if it was me and I had a shirt and somebody like re-released my shirt, then okay, you sold one or two shirts. I, I probably won't be that mad. But if I hear you over here and you're coming up, not only, not only are you making shitload of money, you're moving a shitload of units designed off my, our stuff. And, and, and then you're gaining traction. Like, it's only a matter like you wasn't gonna stop. That's the problem. You see, when you make when when you do that well and you're making that amount of money, uh, nine times out of ten you're not gonna stop. You don't stop until you get in trouble. Right. Um, and he wasn't gonna stop. He was gonna keep going. You know what I mean? At, at the rate that he was going, look, the first one took damn near what seven eight months to accomplish, and he's already on his fourth shoe. Well, his third because the I'm sure that that pigeon's not happening whatsoever. Bro, he just said that. It, it, he just said that. He's fulfilling those orders. Yeah, no, I. Think, oh, he said I, the first. He said the first yeah. two. He said the first. Well, that the 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 ones that these last two that just yeah, the Heineken, so he the Heineken the, should the have already been Stussies. done. I think he was talking mm -hmm. mainly about the Stussies. Yeah. The thing is, yeah. you got to remember, bro. Stussies like you just you just got told that Nike's about to wax that ass, bro. So you don't know what that bro, man's thinking. Bro, look at his man. poker face, though. Like, I, I, yeah, I like yeah, we then, had the. I don't know, bro. Like, listen, listen. The same, the same person that ends up putting a shotgun in his mouth and blowing his head off, he had a poker face at one point in time too. So you don't, you yeah. don't really know what that man's thinking. You don't know what he's going yeah. through. And in all honesty, could you imagine? Could you imagine all the chargebacks he got back yesterday just on the Stussies? Not, not to mention, right. look. Matter of fact, not to mention the fucking pigeon. The pigeon, everyone's gonna file for the claim yeah. back because it's just like Nike yeah. already caught you, bro. You would be an idiot to keep on producing the shoes. So right now, if there's anyone that's holding back, like me, it's on the Stussy version. I, I actually ordered mm -hmm. the Stussy version, and I'm tempted to just leave it as it is and see what happens. Yeah, the Stussies, according to him, his, his Instagram story, the Stussies and the Heinekens are being fulfilled, I would imagine, because they're probably already in Exactly, or either in production already or they're already, already on his way to him, or maybe he's already got them. He can't right. afford to be sitting on them shoes. No, because you imagine, like you said, if he did you know, 50,000 units each, at 300 bucks i mean he's gonna need some money now for some kickbacks to some lawyers obviously yeah, and um these these pigeons now though according to what i was one of the things that i was reading on pr newswire is that nike is saying that anything that he's made profit wise Every from 
all of them. They want all everything. of the releases. They want the fucking, they want, they want everything. The business cards. They want the sign on the door, the garbage can, everything, <laughs> bro. Whatever, whatever they, the, whatever leftover so lunches why, in the fridge, the coworkers, everything. So why him? <laughs> they ink out the everything. They want Give it. us the whole fucking. Here's the thing. Get him out of here. Here's, and, and here comes the big <laughs> question. So why, why him? Why, like, is is you know what this reminds me of? The whole when when Stunner went on fucking uh, the Breakfast Club and he started talking crazy to Charlemagne, like my nigga, why are you talking crazy to Charlemagne? Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, that's what the radio guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he like, said that. Yo, I'm the radio guy. Crazy to him. What about the, the everybody? Like, why why did Nike pick him? Like we we went over this. I know silhouettes and stuff may not matter as much, but bro, how many times have you Fubu alone? How many times have you seen a, a three bottom on, on a Fubu shoe, a four bottom on a Fubu shoe? I've seen Spizites as Fubus. That's a Nike, like it, it, all it is, instead of saying Jordan on the back, it, it doesn't, it has like, it's blacked out instead of having Mars's glasses. And it says Fubu on the side. It's the same exact shoe. They even use similar colorways. So, so- so do you want to jump in the rabbit holes there? Are you ready to jump in the rabbit holes? Of course, rabbit hole yeah, let's do it. Okay, all right. So me and Kenny, we were speaking yesterday, the past couple episodes, and I, I brought up and I asked Kenny, as far as the lawsuit's concerned, and I've seen only a couple pages, whatever's you know, public, is that they're going after, obviously, the Nike swoosh. They're saying the, the insignia of the Nike swoosh is trademarked, and they're going after the the colorways or they're saying that it's very similar to something that they've already released and that he capitalized on that, which he did and sold them as pretty much lookalikes or replicas and it hurts them as a brand. What I didn't notice in that is them saying the construction of the shoe, the mold of the shoe, the, the, the shoe itself, they didn't say anything of the shoe itself. So I'm, so my question is if, you build something from the bottom up. You build something from about foundation, so foundational standpoint, right? You have a blueprint for it. You patent that item. Yeah. Wouldn't you sue for the entire construction of something? Like you would say, I built a stove from the bottom up. That's my design. Anybody who builds a stove that's like this is going to get sued. You, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But not if you just make a stove and you put ZX's stove. Now you just can sue for your trademark and, or if you have a logo or whatever the case may be, your trade, you know, your name and your logo, they're not going after the molds. So do, does Nike indeed own the molds to any of their shoes? Cause like how Kenny's saying, you see FUBU shoes. It looks like a spizike. Even the elephant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's crazy. And I even. So do do you think that they own the molds at all? If at all, because we see Bapes with the, with the uptown bottoms. We've seen uptowns with the uptown bottoms. We see different shoes Reebok with the same kind of every Reebok. NFL team with that bottom. And they did a high top version on some of the shoes. They were all white. They had the NFL team logo on the side. And it was a, a I mean, if you have a pair of jeans on, and like at the time when people were wearing baggy jeans and the jeans like fell almost to the mid part of your shoe, like, you know, bro, it looked like an Air Force until you lift it up and it's like, oh shit. Oh, remember the G units? Yeah, the G units. What Birdman mm-hmm. had his own shoe yeah. with with Lux, yeah. right? Yeah. 
What's what's your opinion on that? Um it's uh it's a it's a pretty unique concept to think about that imagine if Nike doesn't own the mold like so they own the swoosh they own the Nike branding um but they don't own what the silhouette yeah. I'm saying yeah I'm saying they don't own like the the bottom you saw the the, the dunk um, and the the dunk and the jordan yeah. one have a similar yeah, bottom yeah it would it would make, it would, the, make the it would make sense why they've never like and i don't want to say they haven't but you know they haven't done the best job at cracking down on uh unauthorized shoes fakes Bro, replicas like this shit's been going on for because years because if you're nike right if you're nike right and you own that mold when you, bro, I would, I would have shut down all those brands. Fubu, you're out. Not, you gotta, you gotta also, you gotta also remember too that the laws work differently in like China and all these other places. So even if Nike did own the mold, they wouldn't be able to really sue the factory. They could sue Warren because Warren's in the United States. You know what right. I'm saying? But I understand what you're saying that it's not, it's not listed as the reason why they're suing. You know, there's yes. there, there. so, but but my thing is, if if you're make, if I ask you, Zay, make something for me, even if you're overseas, we still have to have a, a some type of contract, right? Yeah, but no and, matter what our contract is, even if it's uh, even if it's uh, infringing on somebody else's trademark and stuff like that, the only person mm -hmm. that's going to get in trouble is the person in the U.S. The person. Of, yeah. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, trade yeah. trademark concern. But I'm saying like you can't ship that to Walmart, like because once Walmart gets it, now that is held in customs. Yeah. So anything FUBU wise that now you have you have a bunch of FUBU threes, there there's no way that Nike because if it's the same way as like when unauthorized gets shipped over here to you know these big resellers that we find out are selling fakes this whole time, they sit in customs, they get caught, then they get hemmed up, they get charges brought against them, all those shoes in are fact, destroyed or whatever they do to them. So once they would go to once we see on the manifest, okay, this is coming from this factory, it's going to it's a bunch of FUBU threes going with elephant print going to Walmart. Where that's a dub. That shit is over and yeah. done with. We're we're shutting that down. But it gets it gets not only gets through. It's sold in Walmart. Gets to the consumer, and we see it all over the place. In fact, take it deeper. I'm pretty sure that the Shaq brand has foam posit replicas that they do with Shaq on the side. Now you gotta you you can't confuse that also with the fact that uh, you only really need to change a little bit of something in order for it to not uh, be considered trademark infringement. I okay. guess. Uh, right. You, you, there's like a certain percentage of the design that you have to change uh, in order for it to work. Like so, a lot of those things they mimic other shoes, but they only mimic other shoes because you know the shoes they're mimicking. So the foam posit, for instance, right. or the 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 three the 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 black cement ver three looking shoe that's in Walmart and shit like that, like you know that because you're into the sneaker culture. The common consumer doesn't know that. The common consumer doesn't know that that sneaker is being replicated. That sneaker is taking an inspiration from a Nike or a Jordan. Shoe, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you're saying like the elephant, as, as far as yeah, elephant I don't print, we that. only know it's yeah. elephant. Oh, we only call it elephant print exactly. because we know I was that like, I was like, three. you know, like, if okay, you so go basically, like the Avia and their Time and True brand and their athletic works, you can basically you can get something that looks just like a uh, a Roshi for ten bucks. You can get something that looks exact. I'm looking at it right now. One that looks exactly like a Harachi for nine bucks. <laughs> like, 
Like, I'm just, you know, you can, like, legitimately, you can sit here and go into the store. There's 330 styles, and I'm sure that over 100 of them look like a Nike shoe. So my question is, as far as now the base, okay, so but now we take out the elephant print, we take off the shack, you mm-hmm. know, the, the little changes here and there that now we're clear. At what point saying the base of this shoot, the, the base of the uptown and the base of the bait is the same. Yeah. Who owns that mold to say you can use that, you can use that mold? Yeah. Uh, Bape used to have the shit that was the is like Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, up, maybe yeah, Nike doesn't own the whatever. Air Force base. It's a very, listen, it's a possibility, bro. There's a bunch of stuff that you would think that you can copyright and stuff like that, and you actually can't. So, for instance, you can't copyright an idea, right? So, here, here's a perfect example. Uh, when that concept of the basketball court at a sneaker event happened, I tried to see if I could mm-hmm. copyright the idea. And I was told no. You know what I'm saying? So that allows other people to take the idea and, and do it. Maybe the same thing goes for the outsole. Like, and maybe not even, like, maybe the actual soul is not something that can be copyrighted. What's copywritten is the engravings that are on the soul, the Nike Air, even the traction of the, uh, the traction of the, how the bottom looks, the the like how the lines are and all that, that I know is copyrighted because right. uh, we got a cease and desist on that because uh, we used. Uh... Wait, hold on, Kenny. Didn't you have an issue with, with that? what? Where they was telling you that you had to change the bottom of the sole? Didn't at one point in time you use the bottom of a sole for some sort of promotion, and they told you that you had to change the it? The first something? ever time that I did the sole love shirt, which is something I think we are talking about working on. I couldn't, I used the bottom of the sole, but right around the middle, because it was the bottom of a dunk, I took out the Nike. Like, I, I just, um, I just basically made it darker. So it doesn't have, yeah. it's not Nike. But I think more or less, I was printing it. The person that was printing it said they won't print it. Like the screen printer. He's like, nah, I won't print yeah. this. And I'm like, fuck not. And he was all like, yeah. Like- He's all like this and that. I'm like, bro, nobody's going to know it's you. And I'm like, what if I want it like that? I said, it's like a shirt getting sold in some small-ass town. Like, I really was in that mindset at the time. He's like, but what if this shit goes crazy? Or, you know, and I'm like, all right, you know, say less. So, yeah, it was extra ink added in that area to cover the Nike. Yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could see that. I could see that being something that could be maybe brought up in this whole case and stuff, you know, maybe. Maybe Nike knows that they don't have a, a a case with that. So why sue for, why sue for the soul? We don't own the soul. It's like saying you own leather. You don't own leather. You don't own mm-hmm. rubber. You can't own a piece of rubber at the bottom of a sneaker, but you can own the Nike branding. You can own the the traction of the pads on the bottom. You can own a, a bunch of yeah. shit like that. To might be why he's not necessarily getting sued for the mold. He's getting sued for the branding, which. And it, and it mimicking and confusing the common consumer that it's a Nike product. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm still like, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm biased because now that I've been, we've been talking about this so long. So like now, like, I mean, so, so readily in the last couple of days between live stream podcasts, 
like, I almost feel like, and me and Drew said this yesterday, and I kind of brought up, brought up the whole thing with, like, ghostwriting and stuff. I feel like it's, like, they make something and the highest bidder gets the item. You know, like, if it's especially if this stuff is all getting done overseas. Because, like, I showed Drew yesterday and I showed Drew today. That, that Iverson shoe, like, it wasn't until, like, we repeated it the other day in the live stream that I broke it down. I was like, damn, that shoe actually kind of looks like the question and oh shit the question in zoom 95 and zoom they all that's the same years you know like so when you look at it and you only seen the side view but if you look at it from like back going forward and it looks from forward going up it's it's it, it's pretty like yeah there's different changes the little hexagon that's inside but if somebody touched the shoe blindfolded they could confuse the shoes for each other to a certain extent. Like, it's almost like they gave them the mold, like, you know, at least the, the silhouette type of deal for it. Because I was like, that's kind of crazy. And it makes me think that maybe Nike doesn't own all of the stuff that they say they own. Maybe they own the branding and maybe, like, the traction and stuff, like you said. And maybe they can't own it because, like, just like yesterday, I put it in the chat with you guys. We can buy a, a retro six with no branding on it for 50 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I, 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 like, and, and those, that's those what I'm saying. Yeah, like, the dunks, like, what did I show you guys? Dunks, ones, I showed you threes, fives, mm -hmm. sixes, elevens. I was, I was shocked by the elevens because we're like, oh, we've never seen an 11. You know, me and Drew, Drew was like, You've never seen a 10 because 10s don't do well. And I was like, 10s? <laughs> you know, like, there's all type of stuff going on. You know, like, what's really going on overseas now? Like, and, and, and this whole UA, not UA, is Nike, like, you know, backdooring and not backdooring and straight from the, the, the office, you know, straight from the factory to the store. And all this craziness is going on now. Where do you, like, what is your opinion on it um, as far as the unauthorized because that that what this situation with more Lotus kind of bleeds into that because at one point I, we touched on it yesterday was that the blogs were saying like hyping his 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 releases up at one point and now that this happened to him they're kind of they're kind of doubling back and saying well you know comparing Nike's dunk to Warren Lotus's fakes so what how what is what's your feeling on because what he did essentially in my opinion was he just private labeled he probably went saw the same shit that Kenny was showing us that you can find online readily available and just private yeah. label. And I, and I, I think all three of us know what that yeah. means. You know, just, just private label, yeah. you know, private label some dunks. And so what is your feeling like on, on off, unauthorized sneakers, authorized sneakers? I know you touched on this on your live, on your lives, but just for sharing for the people on, on this side, what is your take on whole unauthorized, authorized Things. I, I like I like how you break it down as far as this, the, the reselling and all that stuff. Yeah, as far as the unauthorized man, it's it's to me it's 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 as simple as just another option. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm not going to say that I promote for people to take that route, uh, but at the end of the day, it's people's own money. It's what people you know people could do with their money with what they want. But you know, unauthorized is 
uh, authorized, let's put it this way, replica sneakers only really exist because technically people can't afford the real one. Now, when I say that, I say that loosely. Now, so for instance, I can afford the retail value of the shoe, but a lot of times I can't afford the resale value of the shoe. So technically, someone was able to get the shoe not because they have more money than me, or, 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 but more so because they have a better ability. Now, they may be using a bot. They may have a person on the inside. So they have more of uh, an ability to get the shoe versus it just being something based on money. Because technically, retail value, uh, a lot of us purchase shoes on a regular basis. So if there's one thing that the sneaker culture is not, it's not poor. You know what I'm saying? It's actually extremely rich because in order to even be a sneaker collector like that, bro, you've 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 got to be doing well for yourself at the very least to where you can afford sneakers. And, and sneakers ain't cheap, even even if you're looking at the level of going to like a Ross or something like that. But like it's still not cheap. It you know you still spend fifty sixty dollars, and most sneakerheads have what twenty thirty forty and above shoes. You know, that's that's still a lot of money. So to me, the unauthorized market only flourishes because uh, people can't afford the resale. Uh, uh, and a lot of times, they, you know, they let's put it this way. I used to be a firm believer in if you don't hit, move on. If you don't hit, move on. If you don't hit, move on. Well, the problem is, is that the sneaker culture is growing. But I don't think Nike is hiking up the <coughs> amount of shoes they're making. They might be making a couple extra, but I don't think they're making enough to satisfy yeah. everyone. And so in that instance, you know, me, a true sneakerhead, like, you know, there's only so often I'm going to want to miss out. And if I've been missing out for months, then what the fuck is the even purpose of even being into sneakers if I can't get anything? You know what I'm saying? Now, there's tons of sneakers to choose from that are not hyped. Cool. But there's a reason that they're hyped. You know what I mean? Hype gets us all. Eventually, one shoe or another, we succumb to the hype. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, man, unauthorized really exists because there's not enough shoes for there's not enough shoes for the resellers. There's not enough shoes for the collectors. There's not enough shoes for just the normal person. There's too much of us and too little. Well, here's product. the question. You know what I'm saying? This is not like that. Would it hurt Nike to just make more pairs? Uh, people always uh, play around with that and they say, oh, well, it would because don't nobody want it if it's high. This, then, the third. Listen, I've always said that Nike's an idiot for even even playing that game i would tell people that everything is limited and then just release it in mass quantity because that's an, at the end of the day pretty, like pretty much pretty much bankrupt bankrupt because at the very at the very end of the day like mm. bro like my the fufu girl is like like i've been telling drew like every morning this lady from china is blowing my whatsapp down with get this size run of this shoe and like she's like as many as you need, I can always have them readily available. She has already sent me tons of stuff that's not there, like 11s. The 11, she's already sent me three revised versions of the 11s that are dropping for December. She's already sent me three versions of it. She said, this one can pass GOAT. This one can pass Stock X. This can pass both. Like, that's where she's, like, that's how she's 
Well, that's yeah, that's what's going to end up happening, bro. They're going to end up they're going to end up getting like whatever rule or, you know, when you go to a job, they first give you like the job rules and all that stuff. And I'm sure at StockX and Goat, you got the same thing, some sort of pamphlet or something that tells you what to look for and what to do. You know, eventually that information will pass along to the people in China and then they'll just figure out ways for you to be able to pass them, which is fucked up because technically by doing that, they're just promoting for you to send it in and rip off StockX and Goat. You know what I'm saying? They're not they're not painting it as, yo, uh, these shoes are, you know, uh, 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 very, very close to the original or very, very close to the retail. And when I hear something like that, I hear, OK, cool. Uh, but when you say, oh, this will pass go and pass stock X, bro, then people over there don't give a fuck about like they don't even there. label like it's crazy. About it's crazy money, because bro. like they'll label them like you can buy like and it's and it's crazy because the difference is ten dollars. So like the difference, okay, for 120, you can buy those 11s that come out. It's just the 11s. They said super quality, um, super authentic quality. That's what she wrote. For one, when I said 120, so for 130, I can get the stock X super quality. And then for the same price, um, the GOAT super, you know, and I'm like, this is crazy. And they're coming up with colorways that are not out yet of stuff. I've sent, I think I sent both of you guys the photos like separately at one time. Like, it almost makes me think, like, and this is where I, I brought in my little Ghost Rider, you know, rabbit hole. They're, they're giving me these colors. I didn't see these on, like, like, these are not things that I've seen that are going to be coming out. But they already have these colors made for the Dior's. They have these colors made for the fours, for the fives. And I was like, well, damn, they got dunks. Like, you know, until I seen the whole dunk list, that dunk list that they just, for the SBs that they just released, I had that list back in April or May. They showed that list to me. The lady sent me all the photos. They're already done. The one with the crystals, the, 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 or the little, whatever it is. She sent it to me. I said, this is crazy. What is that? So I'm like, okay, well, I didn't see this. And then all of a sudden, it surfaced, the picture surfaced, what, I don't know when I seen it, like, officially from Nike. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, so is Nike, like, doing a sneak peek? Or are they bidding on, like, if they're going to take this color or not? Like, do they have a ghost? Like, you know, do they have a, you know, a designer, like, a team of designers, like, that are just overseas? Because, like, what what's going on? Like, how do they have the stuff before Nike has it? Yeah. That's well, uh, uh, I think that they they work on it, don't they? They have those things like they usually like have a year in advance. They have most of those things laid out. Like they have a the, season. So okay, yeah, season. Obviously, I worked for mom and pop. I went to the store. Like I went to the, you know the meeting. They show you the next season because you have to book early. You book what you want. You know, I want to take this. I want to take that. If I can get a, a good quantity of this, I'll take as many of these as I can. This I only kind of want only two size runs and stuff like that. You kind of book what you want for the next season, plus all the like boo boo shoes like Chris Pauls and stuff that people don't you know may not like in this 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 market, but in another market. But they show you the stuff. It's already like the samples in production. But what I'm saying is. They're like, for instance, yeah, we've seen the photo of the 11 come up. 
And I just recently seen the Concord 12 on Z Sneakerheads. I just recently seen it uh, last week. I don't know how long ago he put it up, but I happened to see it last week. A lot of people say he's the most official or whatever. But she sent that to me. I think I started talking to the lady around January. I want to say February or March. She sent me the photo, 4 through 11. She could get them to me. They're the same exact photo that surfaced on Z Sneakerheads, I'm pretty sure. You've seen the photos. Well, I think that's... Yeah, we've seen the photos. I think but, but thing, I think that they've been doing that. I, I think we've been seeing that for years, right? right? We see the leak of a shoe months and months in advance. And then, you know, we hear that it's going to come out, you know, especially the 11s. We'll see them in, like, February or March. And then people will be like, oh, that, you know, shoe's shit or it looks like garbage because it's, like, looks like somebody took yeah. the picture with something that had Vaseline all over it. But then as time goes on, we see a reshaped shoe. We'll see another shoe that maybe the picture looks a little bit better. Then we'll see probably the retail version closer, maybe a month or two out from the actual release. And then people, you know, obviously change their mind and Nike sells out a shit ton of shoes. But I think we've seen that we've seen that for years now where it's like, you know, a blog gets a shitty picture. Obviously, it's not from someone who has a shoe in hand overseas. Somebody sent that from overseas or, you know, somebody who's, you know, quote unquote plug, you know, gets their pictures or gets the shoes early or whatever the case may be. And, you know, they share that with a blog or, or two or maybe these plot. I'm sure these blogs at this point are, you know, nice and connected with with these factories. And that's then they use that to run their stories and clicks and all that stuff. So I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary at this point. I think we've been seeing this for years. It's normal, in, at least in my opinion, to me. So these Instagram pages who post these first looks and stuff, that's really not anything, in my opinion, out of the norm. Like that we've been seeing that shit for years where they, you know, you see the shoe six months in advance and then you might see a mock-up here or there. But they see the same yeah. things that, you know, you, you could see if, you know, you just get online and start searching a little bit. So, like I said, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm still... I still feel like the, with Warren Lotus, like, yeah, he, he he came and said he's gonna still, you know, fulfill those orders, but he didn't. He didn't seem phased. Yeah, but I think it's like Zaya said, right? Zaya, you, you said this guy maybe he's <laughs> he might be saying that, but he might behind the scenes. He might yeah, be like he, he probably shouldn't. We don't even know. Like you got to remember, like you know, uh, let's put it this way: I'd be shitting bricks if the numbers were right. 40,000, 50,000. Nike wants all that money, bro. So to me, like, okay, you're going to, you're going to ship out, you're going to keep fulfilling the orders. Um, so you're prepared to take a hit because Nike's going to take the money back mm -hmm. from you. So it's just a loss versus you not completing an order at all and not having an obligation to pay on an order. You know what I'm saying? Like if they got 10,000 orders that they can confirm, you know, it, it's not in your best interest to keep on filling the orders because technically it's just going to come back to you later. Now, I do agree that um, Warren Lotus needs to make a decision. You're not going to be able to make both parties happy. Uh, so to me, do you try to make Nike happy and, and fold and pretty much let down the people? Or do you try to make the people happy and just take that beating from Nike? And at least for me in 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 and all the times that I've been on social media and, and I've always said it, uh, I've, I've made more out of Zaya X than I've ever made out of Victor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, Warren, it's in his best interest to do whatever makes the people happy, bro. Because when that Nike, after Nike's mm -hmm. done whipping that ass, 
it's the people that's still gonna be there to support you, man. You know what I mean? So as long as you did right by the people, bro, if you always do right by the people, bro, at least the people that support you, bro, they'll always continue to support you no matter what you get yourself into. So what you're saying is fulfill the orders, get I would fulfill people the orders, I wouldn't be regardless. running my mouth that I'm fulfilling the orders. <laughs> I try to fulfill them uh, like behind yeah, the should, scenes yeah, on some sense. on some low shit, like you know, I, I, I listen, I did the mm. same shit years back. You know, I caught a uh I caught a, a cease and desist from Kid Robot and they told me that I had to stop mm. production of the shirts, but I did a pre-order. So I already had everybody's money and everything. And mm. I was just like, all right, like I just I took the pre-order, I had to take the pre-order down two days early. But yeah, I still fulfilled the orders and I still sent them, bro. I wasn't gonna, you know, like it had it been something public where Kid Robot is suing me, then I would have left it up to the people to decide on whether they wanted a refund or not. Right. But Nobody even knew about that. So I was just like, man, fuck it. I'm sending people their shirts because they pay for them. Because if you think about it, he has to kind of fulfill the orders in order, in order to get the money. So I doubt he just has thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars just laying around that Nike is going to want you know, that profit. Because if you fulfill the orders, then at least you get to keep the money that you fulfill the orders. The people are happy. You, you have to give Nike their money. But, but the only thing is, is you have to find a way to get those orders to people without yeah that's what i'm saying and it's it's, it's, how you it's not money. looking good if you all up on the goddamn instagram talking about oh i'm fulfilling orders anyway like all right bro all right keep playing keep playing games to see what happens. <laughs> all right well i know i appreciate you guys i know you're a busy man we're probably gonna hop on the live and um uh yeah i'll probably be live in a, in a little bit okay cool so yeah, i'll, I'll definitely jump sure. you're always in welcome and, bro you're always welcome and support Appreciate you. So, um, anybody got any final thoughts? Anything? I mean, I know we're going to keep covering, covering it. it. We're going to keep talking about it. I guess my it. final sure, words is, I'd like to know. There's two questions I just need Mikey to answer for me. Do you own, like, to what extent of the shoe do they own? Do they own the whole shoe, the molds? And I want to know what parts of the shoes they own and don't. Because, like I said, there's all these other brands. Yes, I understand. But, like, if I was Nike, I would not want anything to look like my shoe. Like, I would want these brands to go totally out their way to make shoes all the time. Like, I would kill every every time a, a shoe came out looking like an Air Force, a Dunk, a Jordan. Even, like, the, the, the fact that something has an elephant print looking, I would look, for, you know, like, if there's a way for them to do it where they can't have, the, where the person can't do it, I'd make sure they can't do it. If I was Nike, they got the bread. They got yeah. the bread. And I just want to know, like, I, I guess I just want to see what's gonna what's what's gonna happen with, with Warren Lotus. Like I wanna see what what what's his play. My my final question to you, Zay, before I let you go before we, we all we all uh go over to the live. How how do you see this? Do you think that they go the full the full the full Monty on this? Because if you look on the paperwork, it shows that Nike is requesting a jury, so they wanna take this to trial of some sort. Yeah, and, they, and, yeah. And, a lot of people didn't notice that part. Yeah. Like that's very important. So that's very yeah, like you're saying, like that's very important. That's not like oh, we want to mediate this. We'll you know behind closed no, doors. We want to settle out of court. No, right. we want we want the we want to we want to hang them. I, I I think I think that it's you know, and no offense to Warren Lotus, but I think it's in Nike's best interest. Uh, Warren Lotus made it cool for this to happen. Now you've got a bunch of brands, bunch of low key brands that are doing the same exact thing, making their own type of sneakers. And technically, a lot of that came because of what Warren did and the success that Warren had. So to me, it's in Nike's best interest to just fucking sue the hell out of him, destroy him. You know, and I don't I don't want to see a man go down like that. But bro, as Nike as a company, bro, you've got to 
you know, it, it's like a big dragon. You've got to cut the head off of the dragon so that the rest of the body sees that you're not fucking playing around. You know what I'm saying? So I say they take it all out on fucking Warren. Although it, it sucks because stuff like this plays out in court. It takes forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To me, you know, if this was something that could be done within the next month, month and a half, then bam, Nike makes a statement. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they take this man out. They put him down. They make a statement that they're not fucking around. If you do it, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get in trouble. And just, I, I would see, I would see people changing, but right now at the pace that it's going to go, yeah. Nike's going to, Nike's going to lose a lot more than they're going to gain. So I, the way I see it is yeah, just take it all out on him because in the process of you suing him, a bunch of other yeah. companies are already doing it. Right. So then you just got to play catch up as uh, when you're you done gotta play, switch on him. And there's and Nike's not going to sue everybody. So fuck it. Let's let's take this guy and let's just apply pressure. I don't know. Man. Like I said, we'll see. We'll see. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Dale, we can get back. We can get to your live. Uh, let everybody know on the podcast. Where can they find you? What are your channels? What are your social media? Go ahead. Yeah. Sal salute to everybody that's listening. Uh, the best thing that I could say is uh, first off, follow me on Instagram at Zaya X zero seven one two. Um, exactly how it's spelled. And then from there, I have a link tree uh, link that's in my bio that'll take you to everything that I'm promoting. I've got three different YouTube channels. We do sneakers on one. We do regular current events on the other. And I'm also tackling uh, IRL, which is just in real uh, life, like just moving around with the camera, that type of streaming. Uh, so I do that and, you know, a bunch of other stuff. But if you follow me at ZayX0712 on Instagram, uh, the link tree will lead you to to everything that I got popping off. Shit, I got the OnlyFans popping off, man. Come hey. fuck with you boys. <laughs> follow him up, follow Look. up, brother, on there, man. He's a very, very, very smart, knowledgeable, entertaining person. That RRL in real life that reminds me of like the choose your own adventure shit. Love it. I know it's gonna pop. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. That's it. it and it's you, it's funny because it's an old concept, but shit, you know, like it's gonna work. Uh, it's gonna work. You're gonna make it work. I know you will. Yeah, facts. All right, Kenny. Any any. You want to plug yourself, or do you think they got enough? Nah, or, so you, you guys, you know, if you're looking for anything, uh, I'm I'm holding down at Wealthy Hostages, just how it sounds, on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, usually, like, you you guys start catching me on these podcasts and live on Zaya's channel until I get my shit all set up. So, yeah, we good. And as always, everybody, we appreciate you taking the time out to listen. All of that information that was just told to you will be in the description of the podcast. So if you have any issues with that, jump into there and you'll be able to follow both of these highly intelligent, very entertaining gentlemen. Uh, again, guys, I appreciate it. As always, been your boy, Paper Drew, 15 Minutes of Flame podcast for Zaya X, for King Kenny. Everybody stay blessed. Salute. Salute.